Despite the wide adoption of statins, there are still Americans who are not being treated with lipid-lowering therapies. So what's the answer? What about combination pills? Welcome to a special focus on heart health on ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter with the Chicago Tribune, and joining me today is Jim Stolzenbach of Abbott Laboratories, a company developing an array of treatments in the area of lipid management. Dr. Stolzenbach is responsible for the overall development of projects in the areas of lipid management and renal drug development at Abbott. Prior to joining the company in 2004, he spent two decades in various research and product development roles at the former G.D. Searle Pharmaceuticals, Monsanto, and Pharmacia. He has published more than a dozen articles in journals, including the Journal of the American Medical Association and Inflammation. He received his undergraduate degree in biology from the University of Connecticut, a master's from University of Georgia, and a Ph.D. in pharmacology from the Oregon State University School of Pharmacy. Jim Stolzenbach joins us today from Abbott's offices in the North Chicago suburbs. Jim Stolzenbach, welcome to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Hi, Bruce. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you today. Well, it's great to have you. So, so Jim, I, I had a doctor that I interviewed once tell me that the reason the death rate from heart attacks is dropping is that statins are practically in our drinking water. And I, I believed him, but you're here to tell us that there is a long way to go in effectively treating cholesterol. Well, absolutely, Bruce. I think that physicians are seeing much more complex patients today as a consequence of the increasing incidence of obesity and diabetes. And that despite the fact that statins are being used to control cholesterol, these more complex patients probably require additional therapies to really manage all the risk factors that they have. And for the last five years or so, Abbott's been really dedicated to doing research into combination therapy and trying to provide data to uh, physicians and patients so that a physician has methods to really go after all of the lipid problems that a patient might experience. And let me just give you a little bit of an example about that. Currently in the United States, there's about 100 million patients with a lipid disorder. Either their LDL is too high, their bad cholesterol, their HDL is too low, that's their good cholesterol, or, or another lipid in their blood, triglycerides, is too high. So there's about, again, there's about 100 million patients who have at least one of those risk factors for cardiovascular disease. About 35 million of those patients are treated, and out of those 35 million, only about one-third really get to the optimal levels for all three lipids, and most of those 35 million are on statin therapy. So the message here really is that despite the use of statins, there are still other risk factors namely triglycerides and uh, low HDL, that potentially is being undertreated. And, and physicians need to consider that when they're looking at their patients. Now, for some of the combination pills that are starting out there, Abbott, of course, was approved this year for trilipics, and you can tell us a little bit about that. Are there studies showing um, what do these do? I mean, certainly there's the issues with some people say, oh, they're just trying to extend patents. But there are clearly areas where I think that you guys and others have researched that a statin just doesn't do the trick. And as you said in the intro, there are patients that are just not getting their cholesterol and their lipids managed effectively. Right. Well, Abbott is actually, we've had two products approved in the last year. We had Simcor in uh, February in 2008, which is a combination of niospan and simvastatin. 
And then Trilipics, as you mentioned, right at the end of the year in December, which is a, uh, a fibrate that can also be added to statins. And I think we just need to take a little bit of a step back because the physicians out there are aware, many of them, that they do need to do more with LDL, but they've been lacking data. Number one, around the efficacy, how much will the lipids be improved mm-hmm. if I give this pill, if I give a combination therapy of some sort? And the other question has been safety. How safe is it to give a fibrate or niacin with a statin? Because there are concerns about muscle side effects and other side effects, which physicians, of course, want to avoid if at all possible. And there has not been a lot of data available to them. So at Abbott, over the last five years, we've really taken a focus on providing information to physicians and their patients on what happens both from an efficacy perspective and a safety perspective when you give niacin on top of a statin or if you give trilipics on top of a statin. Because again, the first thing a physician should worry about is LDL. That's really the primary goal for therapy. And and that statin therapy is really what they should give to those patients as a first choice after diet and exercise have failed. So Really what we're looking at now is after the patient is on that statin, if HDL is still too low or triglycerides are still too high, and that's defined by the guidelines which physicians use, the NCEP guidelines, if those incidences occur, what can we do and what's the best treatment for them? So we've conducted uh, relatively large trials and, and trials up to two years in length to provide physicians data on Trilipics and on on Simcor. And with some of these treatments have been around for, you know, two decades with uh, Simvastatin, for example, is there reason for concern by the medical community or consumers on the safety of these products? I mean, it would seem that this should have been well established. Well, I think that physicians and patients always need to be aware of the risks and the benefits with any kind of therapy. And I think that's an important discussion for doctors and patients to have. Here's the benefit that you will be provided by this particular therapy. Here's the risks associated with it. I think the statins have shown over, as you say, 20 years of treatment that the risk-benefit profile is very good. While you do have to worry about some relatively rare side effects, overall the statins provide a great deal of benefit and they certainly reduce the incidence of heart attack, stroke, and other cardiovascular events. Niospan is another agent that's been around for a long time. There's a fair number of large trials associated with it, and the data there is also very strong that this is a beneficial agent. The Fibrate class has also got a fair number of studies showing that it will provide benefit when given to the right patients. And I think one of the things that's happened is that as patients have become more complex, as I mentioned at the beginning of this segment, you see more obesity and diabetes. Physicians now need data, more recent data from more recent trials to say what happens to these types of patients and in particular, what happens in combination therapy because there's not been a lot of studies to really show risk-benefit with combination therapy. And for example, when we did the Trilipics program, what we found is that you can increase HDL almost 20% in the combination as opposed to around 10% with the statin by itself. Triglycerides are lowered another 20 to 30% when you add Trilipics to a statin. 
And the side effect profile is very similar to what you see when the two agents are given independently of each other. So there's not an additive safety problem, at least from the data that we've generated so far. And this is important information for physicians because they have to decide for each individual patient what's the right therapy and will the risk-benefit for that patient really make sense to give them this treatment. Well, if you've just tuned in, you're listening to a special focus on heart health on ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter with the Chicago Tribune. And joining me today is Jim Stolzenbach of Abbott Laboratories, which is a company developing an array of treatments in the area of lipid management. And we're talking about some of the combination therapies that are out there to uh, treat cholesterol levels. And Jim was just telling us about Abbott's has a pill trilipics, which is a combination therapy. But also, since you just went through the approval process, I was wondering, studies going forward, increasingly the FDA is asking for post-marketing analysis, you know, in the wake of the Vioxx issues and so forth. What is Abbott going to do to look at this? Because I think that, you know, down the road, as you were saying on the studies, people will want to know, so what are the benefits of these drugs? Are you guys going to be looking at at that going forward? And if you could tell us a little bit about that. Well, absolutely. I I think that you, you raise a good point. Drug development has gotten more complex and there have been more questions, certainly around safety of different products. Abbott feels very strongly that it's very important to continue research in all of these products and to certainly ask any questions that the FDA may ask us. So with Trilipics, uh, we certainly are very confident in the data that we provided FDA, and, and FDA obviously has shown their confidence in our data by the approval. But we will continue, of course, to monitor the safety and efficacy of the drug on the market as we should, and certainly provide that information to the FDA. And we have additional trials going on to look at safety and efficacy in different patient populations and and under different circumstances. So we will certainly continue to provide information to patients and to physicians and to the regulatory agencies as well. And where do you see the, um, perhaps maybe the next generation of combination therapies or cholesterol treatment. Now, Abbott's rivals at Pfizer and company might be listening in, so I don't want you to give away any trade secrets. Um, Well, if you could, you could give ReachMD a a scoop here. But where do you see this going? I mean, is there the potential for a maybe a biologic or a vaccine, or or do you see any sort of exciting new areas where, I know that certainly the combination arena has been a big one for drug makers, but any other areas where people can look for? Well, I think you, you raise a good point. There have been various areas that have been looked at for new mechanisms of action. There are vaccines and research that are being tested. There are biologics that are being tested. The real issue for us in cholesterol management remains the fact that even the statins probably don't get LDL down to a low enough level in all patients. And very recent studies, the PROVIT trial and the Treat to New Targets trial recently that were just completed a few years ago, have all shown that the lower the LDL goes, the better off you are. And so we need additional therapies to continue to find ways, in addition to statins, to lower LDL. And there's some new mechanisms of action that are being looked at to do that. Additionally, there's a lot of excitement about new therapies to raise HDL, and there's several companies that are very involved in that process as well. And so I think that what you'll see over the next several years are additional new mechanisms to try and lower LDL more than what the statins can do. 
and then really some new mechanisms going after uh, HDL in particular. And given that you're a researcher, I mean, it, it doesn't seem to me, I mean, when you look at numbers that show 100 million people could benefit from some kind of therapy, certainly diet exercise as well, and only 35 million are getting treatment, that's probably a pretty exciting thing to know that, number one, there's a market out there, but number two, for some reason or another, it's just not getting addressed. Right. Well, I think that certainly my team here, and I, I know Abbott overall, really considers it our primary goal, again, to provide new therapies to patients and really provide the data that allows them to make decisions. So I think that as a researcher, it's exciting because there is a huge unmet need out there that we can go after. I think as a potential patient myself, and certainly in the physician community, we look at it as, boy, there's still a long way to go to really make sure that we're treating patients with safe and appropriate therapies and that they're able to control their cardiovascular risk. So there, there is a huge opportunity here, and some of it is just education, as you said. Some of it is diet and exercise and just lifestyle management. And then when necessary, it is treating them with new therapies. What are some of the longer studies looked at? What is the primary area where the research has gone in lipid management, and where do you think maybe it should be headed? Right. Well, clearly the longest studies are studies which really look at cardiovascular outcomes in terms of reducing stroke, heart attack, and reducing hospitalization due to problems with the heart, acute coronary syndromes, which is basically chest pain and a heart attack. These patients are getting treated with stents, they're having bypass surgery, they're getting intensive therapy with different drugs. The long-term trials are really trying to look at those kind of events. And as an example, we have a trial that Abbott is sponsoring now, the AIM High trial, which is a trial in about 3,300 patients looking at the combination of simvastatin and niospan and trying to determine if we can really reduce heart attack, stroke, and other cardiovascular events in patients who have already got their LDL under good control. And so that's a long-term study, and it's really demonstrating safety and efficacy, and efficacy in the most important sense to a patient, whether or not they'll have a, an event that will cause them to have to go into hospitalization and potentially have surgery or, or other therapies. Those are the kind of endpoints that are very important to physicians and patients in which we in the industry and, and, and the regulators, we need to continue to provide that data to the prescribing public. Well, with that, I'd like to thank Dr. Jim Stolzenbach of Abbott Laboratories, who has been our guest on a special focused on heart health. And we've been talking about combination therapies and new ways to lower lipids, manage lipids, if you will. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter with the Chicago Tribune, and you've been listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160 the channel for medical professionals. ReachMD, online, on demand, and on the air. Please visit us at reachmd.com if you have questions or comments, and I'd like to thank you today for listening.